Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women heal their relationships with food and transform how they nourish themselves in body, in mind, and in soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that help you find your peace with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. If you're ready to feel like a truly nourished woman, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful listeners. So glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. As a dietitian, one of the most common things I find, and I would say that 95% of the clients I work with have struggled with this, is that evening snacking and those nighttime cravings. And that means it's likely some of you listening have experienced the same urges to graze at night. And also one of the most widespread beliefs and misconceptions is people think that they don't have enough willpower and that they need more willpower to control their eating and conquer those cravings. But the truth is you really have a perfect amount of willpower. It's never about willpower. There's always something else going on. There's always some other underlying issue going on that is causing you to seek out that food in the evening. So I'm going to give you a rundown on today's episode of what I find to be the most common reasons that people will crave at night and fall into that nighttime eating. The first one is it could be that you are scared of carbs. So lots of people have a belief from diet industry messaging that carbs are fattening and that you should limit your carbs, not too many, eat too many carbs, watch your carbs. And so they restrict their carb intake throughout the day, especially earlier in the day. But not eating enough carbs during the day and just under eating during the day in general is going to increase the production of a chemical in the brain. It's a neurotransmitter called NPY, neuropeptide Y. And that triggers your drive. This neurotransmitter triggers your drive to eat carbohydrates and drives you to get your carb fix at night if you're not eating enough carb during the day. Because when MPY is amped up, it's going to make your body seek out those carbs and your next eating opportunity is going to easily turn into a high carb binge. So this is your biology and not a lack of willpower. The second reason that you might nighttime eat and crave is that you just get over hungry. So simply put, maybe the banana and yogurt you ate for breakfast and then only eating the salad at lunch to save calories is probably not enough food for your body. So by the time the evening comes around, you're famished or maybe you just get too busy during the day and you don't eat a proper meal and so your body is in famine alert mode and your biological desire for food is on overdrive. Essentially, your body is on the hunt, right? When we think of those primal urges to keep us alive, your body is on the hunt for food. And anytime our body gets over hungry like this, we will very easily overeat and have also a more difficult time feeling satisfied with what we do eat. 
And often too, because we're so hungry, we're not being mindful and not tasting and savoring our food fully. We're just kind of shoveling it in. And that also decreases satisfaction for the body. It's not registering the food as well. So this is, once again, it's your biology causing you to want a nighttime eat and, and graze and not your lack of willpower. The third reason is that you feel deprived. So feelings of deprivation happen around food because you ignore your preferences for food and what you really want to eat. So very often if you're trying to lose weight, maybe save on calories or do good with your food that day, you know, such as eat the salad when you're really craving the burger, then your body and your taste buds feel unsatisfied because you are choosing from food and diet rules instead of from your body's own intelligence. And if you do this a lot where you're continuously ignoring your preferences for food because you're trying to save on calories and that sort of thing, or follow a food plan correctly, or stay on your macros, those sorts of things, then you're going to feel more and more deprivation over time. And eventually those cravings get so strong and then you don't feel like you have any willpower, but actually you're craving just because you're not listening to your body and you're because you're trying to stick to the food rules. It's never about your willpower. The fourth reason that you crave at night is because you think you blew it already. So let's say you did eat the burger instead of the salad, but you're judging that and you're thinking you messed up on your food plan, on your diet. And because you feel like you failed in your eating for the day already, out of frustration at night, you just snack on whatever you feel like eating because you're thinking, well, I'll just start over tomorrow. So the nighttime cravings are out of frustration of feeling like you messed up already and not about a lack of willpower. The fifth reason that you might find yourself grazing at night and snacking is you eat to relax. So maybe you've had a busy day, a stressful day with work or your kids, maybe running errands, just trying to do all the things. So you've been running around and maybe pushing aside to your feelings or your self-care. So in the evening when it's quieting down, you eat to relax and get some of that serotonin and dopamine boost for yourself instead of maybe processing the feelings that you're experiencing and allowing the feelings to, you know, of the stress decompress on their own. So it's not about a lack of willpower. It's about perhaps creating some boundaries with yourself or with others so that you can give yourself more of the self-care and nurturing during the day that you really need so that you don't feel so frazzled at night. The sixth one that is common is because food is entertainment. So this can happen when life maybe feels mundane or stagnant. Maybe you feel like you're in that hustle and grind and not having very many other forms of pleasure and enjoyment and maybe not doing very many fun things for yourself because you're working all the time, you know, really career focused, whatever it might be. So food can become the thing you look forward to each evening because it provides entertainment and that boost of serotonin and dopamine, you know, those pleasure neurotransmitters before you have to go to bed and do it all over again tomorrow. So 
Once again, it's not about a lack of willpower. It's about how can I make changes in my life so that I'm doing more of the things that I really enjoy? How can I adjust my schedule? How can I maybe explore some hobbies? What can I do for myself? Maybe even a shift in a career, you know? You never know where these things can take us. So that food is not that primary source of enjoyment and you're really able to diversify your joy in your life and get out of those ruts and routines that are making you feel stagnant. So those are the six reasons that I see often people will have these nighttime cravings that are never about a lack of willpower. And the solution to all your cravings is really about accessing your body's intelligence for how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, instead of ignoring its true needs and preferences for food because you're following food rules, dieting rules, whatever sort of diet culture programming that you have maybe been sucked into, which is so common for all of us, right? Because it's all around us. And Then the other thing is to connect to your body's emotional intelligence too. When you're connecting to your body, not only are you going to better able, be able to honor your body for its food preferences and needs and tastes and all those sorts of things, but also your body's emotional intelligence so that you can process your feelings instead of emotionally bypassing them. And what I mean by emotionally bypassing is not ignoring or resisting feelings that are uncomfortable. So the stress or the frustration or just, you know, that stagnant feeling the mundane, the kind of the the doldrums, right? So we're not going to ignore or resist those feelings the more connected to our bodies that we are. And we're then also not going to immediately replace them with positive thinking. You know, it's, it's awesome to be positive, but we don't necessarily want to bypass our true needs, you know, just because we want to put a positive spin on everything. And also, you know, keeping yourself busy to distract yourself from the real feelings that you're experiencing in life because uh, you don't want to like look deeper at what you're really feeling and needing. So the more that um, you are able to be present in your body, the more that you're going to tap into those emotionally intelligent aspects of yourself, right? And be able to process and understand your feelings and work through your feelings, So if you do relate to those last two of eating to relax or to maybe entertain, how can you get more connected to your body and its emotional signals and resolve those feelings with their right solutions? Or if you're resistant to face whatever is going on in your life, where can you receive support and maybe mentorship, coaching, guidance, counseling, so that the things that are making you feel uncomfortable in your life, you can approach them and resolve them with their right solutions. And, you know, being connected to your body is always going to increase your emotional awareness because you're just more present with yourself. So not only are you going to be more present with hunger cues and fullness cues and satisfaction cues and Uh, food preferences of your body and the foods that make you feel amazing and the foods that make you not feel so good, right? So that you can get really tapped into your body's wisdom for how to eat, what to eat, when to eat. But also when we're more connected to our body, we have increased emotional awareness and 
we're able then to feel the feelings that we're experiencing when they come up and understand what they mean, like look at them because we're actually aware rather than just bypassing, like I mentioned. And instead of then resolving them with food, right, and not getting anywhere um, except a temporary dopamine hit, we're much more able to actually resolve the emotions with, once again, the right solution. The other part of the solution is liberating yourself from diet culture so that your body's unique nutritional needs can get met. Um, All the first reasons that I mentioned are all related to being in diet culture and stuck in the dogma of that and the programming, you know, that happens from all the messaging that we see around us. So um, when you're liberating yourself from diet culture, then you're no longer going to be living from the food rules and the diet mentality and the, the right and wrong ways of eating, the whole belief system you might have about what's a fattening food and what's not. When all that stuff can be released and you're no longer falling into it, then you are able to tap into your body's intelligence, listen to your body, and then those biological-based cravings that you might be experiencing will automatically go away. The third part of the solution is practicing body respect. And what this means is you no longer see your body as a problem to solve or as like a challenge to overcome because you start to respect your body more as like my partner in life. Like it's always going to be part of you, right? So you might as well make it your partner and not fight with it and not make it a problem. So when this happens, when you really get into this place of body respect, it means you get excited to take great care of your body because you respect it so much and you love to feel great in your body too. So instead of feeling like you need willpower to do those nice things for your body and to stay on track and all those things that we think we need willpower for, instead of that, you're just naturally able to do these nice things for yourself and for your body. It's sort of like, well, of course I do good things for my body because my body is amazing. That's body respect. And this is can be sometimes a journey for us. You know, if we do experience a lot of body um, image issues and we have a lot of judgments about our body. So when we get to that place of body respect, it's also going to really help you to uh, not have these sorts of night cravings because you're also not following fall, falling, excuse me, into the diet culture type of stuff as easily. That's the other part of it. It helps with liberation from diet culture when you're able to tap into body respect too. So when all these things come together where you're able to be in touch with your body's intelligence, where you're able to be liberated from diet culture and practice high levels of body respect, when that comes together, you're able to wake up refreshed without that bloated feeling of eating too much the night before, which believe me, I've been there. I know what that's like. And you get to start your day feeling great in your clothes, which is always fun. And if you want my help with this, because I am an expert at teaching you how to tap into your body's intelligence, if you want my help so that you can live free of, you know, both roller coaster eating and dieting types of behaviors that maybe you feel stuck in and come to a place where you feel so good and amazing in your body, maybe release some extra 
weight that your body wants to release, drop those 10 pounds that maybe you're still, you know, holding on to from the whole COVID thing. Um, right now I have spots for my 90 minute body bliss breakthrough session. It's just $333. It's a 90 minute deep dive intensive where I am going to help you make the right shifts for your unique situation to help you get on the fastest path to feeling great in your body sooner than later. So it's just a really big jump start to get you moving forward. I also have availability in my Elevate to Vibrancy mentorship, which is where we would do this work on a much deeper level, on a more, more personal, intimate level, where I'm walking hand in hand with you for three or six months to really get you feeling amazing in your body by uh, getting reconnected to it and doing all these things of tapping into your body intelligence, respecting your body, liberation from diet culture, all the acts, aspects and pillars uh, that are really important so that you can get connected to your body and show up for your body in all the ways that you really want to be so that as a byproduct, you know, you just release weight and feel great in your body and feel great in your clothes and have that body confidence that you desire. So if that's of interest to you, just email me at uh, hello at RebeccaLaurelHill.com or the easiest way is probably message me on Instagram. Direct message me at RebeccaLaurelHill. Thank you so much for being here. I love being here with you and I'm sending you lots of love and have a fabulous week. Bye-bye. Hello, beautiful listeners. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, if you had some breakthroughs or an aha moment, I would absolutely love to hear what those were. Tag me at Rebecca Laurel Hill on Instagram, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me get an idea of what's landing, what you want to hear, and more of what you want to go deeper on so that I can serve you at the highest level. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Let's all rise and change this world together by living as truly nourished women. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you in the next episode.